0: Okay, I'm recording.
1: I asked you if I could record.
0: I started the recording, so we're good. Oh, you got it. Cannot right. minimize Zoom when you are recording this meeting. Okay. So I'm I'm only recording Zoom. I'm not recording on the uh, on the computer hard drive. So we're rolling with it. Welcome to the Ladudes Cast.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Ladudes Cast,
0: a virtual
1: Ladudes Cast. The first ever virtual the dudes cast
0: yeah we're going hard you know we're, we're doing things virtually we're doing things as some would say remote we're um, doing things this is this is reality now this is the new normal
1: it is 2021 and we do things in distance yeah especially. we're
0: not me and austin we're not trendsetters we're not exactly hipsters we're not in on the things early so we're observing the coronavirus um a year later uh, right. We're going to we're going to hit it hard and we're going to social distance and be remote and wear our masks uh, 2021. And then, you know, we'll get our I'm actually
1: maybe you could shed some light on this. I'm actually not sure. I haven't listened to my daily dose of CNN with this whole new uh, variant. Some would call Delta um, on would that Delta transmit through these speakers? Should we be wearing masks right now?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. That's
1: a very good question because I haven't had Fauci's authority. I mean, we've got we've this. got our
0: fuzzies here on
1: the microphone. So those that's are true. We've got microphone masks. I think we're we are We have the condoms over our microphones. Some would call them fuzzies. Some would call them condoms. <laughs> we're good. We should be good. How's it going, Levi? You're actually in New York right now. You're not with me in Tennessee. You're in New York. How's New York?
0: New York's good, man. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm high up in the air. Got a good view. Been raining from, home, huh? Been raining a lot there, it thunderstorming has been a lot. Some crazy lightning. It's actually been really entertaining, but kind of frightening, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. I've actually heard that the lightning might have something to do with aliens. That's something I heard on Reddit or saw on Reddit. So I don't know how true oh, yeah. that is. But well, the I'm internet's sure never there. wrong. So it
0: just it just seems like there's a lot of flooding. I just saw on the internet that there's a bunch of flooding in central China right now, too. And Germany, did you see what happened in Germany? Yeah. I, I guess it's just global warming. That's climate change for you. Yeah. Now you know why DiCaprio has a couple yachts. You know, yeah, and that's ready. why he was flying all over the world
1: <laughs> with his, you know, engine fuel getting everywhere, just
0: telling the world, stop it. And anyway, you know, I wish he would have taken about her route. Let's talk about it. Okay, Mark. okay, okay. Let's talk about freedom. <laughs> yeah. No. So this was this was a good uh, suggestion from you. Thank you very much. Sebastian no. Younger, uh, the writer of Tribe. He came out with a book called Freedom. Uh, truth be told. Oh, those look nice. Uh, truth That's be told. Right. I did the audio book because I did it on the road trip up here. Now, was um, this
1: your first time on the Dudes cast listening
0: to a audio- the audiobook rather than reading it? Um, I think have I have you dabbled. I tried to do the audiobook book for um, the love one, but it was like not the proper like it was like an abridged version. So I ended up just reading it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I usually read the book. Well, um, was it read by Sebastian or? Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. But it okay. was I don't know. I'll, I'll let you do your uh, famous introductory explanation and then we can get into it.
1: Okay, so uh, this was supposed to be like a July 4th special. It is now July 20th. But, you know, life intervenes and life finds a way to separate us, the dudes. So we got here because we wanted to do a July 4th special. And this book is about freedom, but not in like the, I don't know, 2021 political sense of like freedom, this freedom, that it's more ideal you know what i'm saying freedom is is you know he's trying to get down sebastian's trying to get down to what freedom actually is and what it actually means stood alone from its you know political terminology right would you yeah, agree it
0: was it was much more about like philosophically what is freedom um and uh, just a reminder austin make sure you're speaking into that mic uh, so that we can have nice round clear sound the whole time i thought
1: i was am i not sounding good
0: no no, no you do sound well uh, good <sighs> but like when you were looking away from it uh yeah that's when it, we went in this try- <laughs> is the first time i'm using a stand
1: so you know things could get a little messy Ooh. but,
0: but, but yeah just- it was much more of a philosophical look on freedom i felt like um and uh yeah continue on yeah
1: so the book is broken down in three parts we've got the first part being run second part middle part being fight and lastly we have think and how did you like sebastian's writing style
0: because like that's a this, lot.
1: yeah he, he I, did I, the I, same exact type of style and
0: tribe would you like to explain how he writes from a literature standpoint um, yeah, it was it was kind of it was a little disjointed. Uh, it kind of felt like almost like three different writers, uh, maybe like around a campfire. And one of them's like, you know, he's lived life and he's got a really great like autobiographical, <clears throat> autobiographical um, perspective on an issue. And then there was like a historian who would come in and just tell you a bunch of like historical facts. And then there was kind of like a scientist, like an anthropologist type of person who would come in and like, infuse both of their stories with some kind of like hard data. And so he, w- he went back and forth a lot. And you kind of had to, uh, you know, switch the voice in your head to be like, okay, now this is what like, this is the angle we're coming at it from. But it was really, really nice to kind of have like this equal memoir. I guess that was him, his story. I don't know. Was that yes, someone else? It, yeah. it was. Yes. So equal memoir, equal, like I'm a historian, equal, like I'm an anthropologist scientist perspective on this one theme. I really, really liked it in that way. But yeah, he hops back and forth and he, he keeps you, keeps you engaged the entire time with all these different perspectives. Precisely. I think
1: that's a great way to explain it. I didn't even think about it like that, but it is, The book is broken up in in a way, just like you said, I'm not even going to try to repeat it because I'd probably (laughs) butcher it. But yes, he so Sebastian, he's basically taking like a hiking trip through America. Right. And so he's detailing his experience while there. him and a couple of his crewmates. I think it's like three or four other people. They're just kind of uh, walking down, is it like the Midwest train tracks that like lead through all of America? Yeah. And he's kind of explaining like what, you know, what what they're doing there is kind of like a, a nomadic lifestyle, right?
0: Yeah. It almost seemed like they were trying to live out some, you know, early early, earlier, like 20th century fantasy of what it means to be like a vagabond in america yeah and like oh yeah we're we do the train tracks and we do all this you know whatever stuff but it's like it's it seemed more like i don't know the exact year but it was like 80s 90s you know it wasn't really the romantic experience um and he kept trying to make it like that and i just kept thinking like okay you you don't seem like a grand explorer of america it's like you know not anymore so it, right. it was a little it was a little awkward in that sense um i felt like you know it was a bit out of place he yeah this book he did i'm pretty sure he did this walk
1: across america um maybe like four or five years ago so you're correct in saying that it was definitely modernized and he'd I will say this, that there is a knock on Sebastian. It's that he likes to romanticize his own shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he loves hyping himself up and like interpreting things in his own fashion that make it seem grand.
0: Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of like pamphlets and like, you know, like beat generation type writers who did that across the country, road trip or Mm -hmm. travel or whatever. And I mean, you can still do that, but by and large, those days are gone. So the whole time he was saying it, I found it interesting kind of just, you know, the the concept of the, the railroad traveler and stuff like that, but that, that archetypical railroad traveler person doesn't exist anymore and so like i'm yes he did it but he did it you know so he could write this book not because he like that's a way he, of he broke
1: up the traveling in segments like he didn't do it just one straight journey He had yeah. like you know he'd do it for a month and then he'd take a break and etc and of course he's not in really any ever danger yeah I, I, I think that's like kind of a form of freedom right is that like there's no looking back. It's like uh, that one Spanish guy that burned the bridges. Like we're all in like you're not. It wasn't ever really all in on traveling and settling like yeah. the people he was trying to mimic.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's basically what he did, though, was he infused his story of um, it seems like he sought freedom by being like, I'm going to be a traveler and hang close to railroads and just wander the earth. So it seems like he's. <clears throat> seeing freedom as like wanderer um one thing that i kept thinking in my head was why did he continually tie freedom to poverty like the the poorer you are the more free you are and like that's very very counter because a lot of people you know see money as freedom where it's like to some extent right like more money more right. problems all that kind of stuff but at a certain level it's like you're not free if you can't, if you don't have options, right? And you don't have options if you don't have money. But then he was flipping that whole narrative and just being like, well, you don't, if you don't have any options, that's true freedom, right? When you don't have any selection, when you just have the earth and just have your feet, you know, that's freedom. Well, I think it's kind of like the
1: classic Chuck. What's his last name? Yeah, Palanick. That is how he's pronounced his last name. And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was too much. So yeah, it's kind of like what Chuck said in Fight Club, the things that you own end up owning you. And I feel like that resonates. And there was an actual part in the book, I have it written down, because I actually really enjoyed it. He said that there's a paradox of owning a lot, because when you own a lot, they kind of own the things you own end up owning you. in the sense that, you know, you have all these material things and, you know, maybe you're still paying for them, you know, maybe you got a nice car and so you have a car payment, maybe you have a nice house, so you got a house payment. And so you're restricted on a lot of movement. You could do potential movement. You could do a lot of, you know, things you can do with your job, social mobility. You got to stay in one place or move up. You can't really take a step back. And so you said there was a paradox of owning, but there's also a paradox of being poor because you don't have the freedom to do much of anything when you're poor. I mean, you if you don't have money, you can't really move around. Like I was just saying, move around in society. You can't really, you know, have the experiences that you would like because you have nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that was one of the things that I just kept thinking about was like, okay, like this, I understand this wanderer perspective. It's just you and the earth. That's true freedom. Cause you're not tied to any construct of like payments or job or responsibility, things like that. But at the same time, I was kind of just like, that's more of, um, that's more of like a renouncement of, you know, things of being like, I don't want to have a bed, therefore I am free. You know, I don't need to have a job, therefore I'm free. And like, that was like a little bit backwards to me because I, I just don't see the world that way, you know? Do you not like the minimalist viewpoint? I mean, I do like the minimalist viewpoint, but, you know, it's just... It's also kind of like, I don't see that as like freedom, you know? Um, I think like, I think Joe Rogan has a good quote where he's just being like, you know, once you have enough money to where you don't care about going out to eat anywhere like that, that's when you start to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit free, you know? And like, I can kind of do things with my life and I have a future. Um, and I, I agreed with a lot of, the, a lot of the things he said and a lot of the comments he had on freedom. I agreed um, really he wasn't making any comments. He was just kind of giving perspectives and telling stories. Um, but you know, implicit in that he had his like kind of idea of what he thought it was, but I mean, I think he's just a min-
1: minimalist cause I mean, he did, he, he did, uh, favor. It seemed like getting rid of material possessions, uh, and that being a form of freedom. And he seemed to really favor that type of idea, But then he did have the whole uh, perspective on, you know, uh, if you're poor, you don't really have the freedom of doing anything. Like you just said, you know, not having to worry about, you know, money is a type of freedom in itself. So I think he just favors. uh, I think he's just a a minimalist.
0: (laughs) No, and I I agree. But like, and I agree with all of his things about being a wanderer and like um, not having responsibilities. um, And like, but what I'm saying is. You know, if there's someone who's really a wanderer and a traveler, I think freedom is like, OK, I can walk into the airport and I can get a first class ticket that leaves to this place and I can go there. And I, and he's, his idea would be like, and I can sleep under a bridge because I'm truly free. But like I'm also saying like and I can just go and walk to the Hilton and like, you know, I can pay enough to have a room. And like that's also freedom. And like he never mentioned anything about that type of person who has a lot of wealth and is not like. I guess
1: he's what he's saying is he prefers the pre-modern man lifestyle as opposed to the modern man. Because what you're saying is a form of like modernity, right? I mean, you're being like, I can travel, you know, I can get on a plane, I can get a hotel. Like, sure, it's all great. I get that. But there's something to be said about, you know, as far back as humanity has gone we never lived like that yeah and, and I you think- can you can make the argument that we were probably maybe more subjectively happy uh, before modernity took over
0: right yeah and he does touch upon it a little bit where and this is where' talks like, a lot about the Native Americans yeah where he's talking about those. like self-sufficiency like that's a big part of freedom where it's mm-hmm. like okay in my example the guy going to the hotel? he's relying on the hotel to have a room. He's relying on the hotel's rules. He's relying on all these other things to provide for him. And so therefore he's not free. And so like, I understand that, but it's like, you know, to, he talks quite a bit about like how we all participate in this system because of the crazy benefits that it allows us to have. Mm-hmm. And I think that there, you know, I, I would think that freedom for me at least is a lot more about, um, you know, philosophically, like how you view freedom, you know, like, am I afraid today? Like, can I go do this? Am I stressed out about this? You know, and like, um, those types of inner discussions. Right. Yeah. He
1: actually has a quote that I wrote down in the book, um, that goes along with exactly what you just said. Uh, the wealthier we are, the higher our standard of living and the more, not less, we depend on society for our comfort and safety. So that just touches up exactly your point on it all. And honestly, we kind of just uh, summed up the chapter of run pretty well, right? <laughs> I mean, we pretty much <laughs> just yeah, I'm, I'm trying systematically to... discussed all of run. I mean, you know, we can say a few more things on it, but we then we can maybe move on to fight. and.
0: Yeah, I'm trying more. to remember what were some of the hard, like, so we talked about a lot about the, 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 the uh, railroad aspect of it. But what were some of the hard kind of stories that he told? I'm trying to remember, but I, I can't recall right now. Um, he, he talked a lot about how um,
1: there were Native Americans, obviously, that um, fought back and stuff when oh, yeah. co- like colonizers the, came. The people then- in Florida... Uh, the The seminoles or seminoles excuse me yes oh dude i
0: thought that was really really cool
1: i thought that was really cool and then i also thought something was really sad and i think this goes into his whole point of not being able to you know let go of all your materials and just you know get on the run he spoke about uh some native americans the native americans that sat their homes in like the side of a mountain Mm -hmm. and you know and these other native americans that had like big tribal societies that they couldn't just easily get up and move. So when the colonizers came, uh, they pretty much went extinct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, I found that very, very interesting. Where the people who, uh, had that, I guess what you said, social mobility, um, those were the people who survive because they can run away. They can scatter, they can disappear into the trees. And he had a whole entire uh, scientific section about how, it, people think it's like our brains and all these other things that have set humans apart but it by and large it's really like our ability to run and yeah. like the stats about running were very very interesting and in how we can just there's other animals that are faster than us um but there's no animal that can run at the speed that us. Run, yeah for that long like mm-hmm. we can run for days and not really mm-hmm. get tired which is like that was those all of those statistics were really really good did and you that, want to get up and run like i did i kind of did I was, just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, right? I was i was on the road right and it was fun but um like no i student. thought i thought that was really really interesting and i and i thought the point that you just touched upon about the people who like hunker down and like this is home those people they have a singular focus for enemies to just attack right mm-hmm. but it's like if you're nomadic in nature then you can just kind of like you know, you're hard to get and yeah. uh, you can move uh, around I thought the really... danger
1: instead of trying to sit, sit your ground and dig in. Yeah. And I think own...
0: I think that's, yeah. you know, something to be said about minimalism uh, in this in today's society where it's like, you know, it was a big thing for me. I've moved multiple times, different countries. I have my entire life, a suitcase and a backpack and a laptop bag so I can always get on a plane or whatever. And I, I feel that all the time where it's like, dude, I could just go like I'm not tied to any of these things. I could get up and go. And uh, yeah, I, I really did want to kind of touch upon those points a little bit more before moving on.
1: Oh, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I, I could even say like I thought about this. I'm having apartment troubles. So it's like... Mm- I may, may not have to move back in with the parents who wants to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I was thinking about it. I was like, I have too much stuff now. I don't want to move back to my parents. Like I have just too much to move around. Like I don't want to leave this place. And like, it's just, and I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, because for the past mm, 10 years that I've been moving around and out of my parents' house, um, I could literally pack anything I had in my car and it wasn't a lot. It'd be like clothes, my dog, that's it. You know what I'm saying? And so like you were just saying, you know, that's a
0: freedom to be able to just get up and go. The one thing I have are the books. They're all at my dad's has so many books and I'm just like, one day I'll have my own office whatever room and it just i'll just put them all in there and i'll i'll be whole (laughs) but yeah other than that i don't really have like things things um but yeah let's go ahead and move on to the the fight section so i thought a
1: lot of uh the patriot and the dothraki in game of thrones when he started to tie in run with fight because he he makes the idea of like you know freedom uh is being able to move around and be mobile and then he's like but if you can't you you have to fight sometimes and so like there's a great scene in the patriot uh where mel gibson's son's just been captured and it's like him and his two sons under 12 years old versus like 20 to 30 englishmen but he just kind of like sticks and moves he knows the land like the uh, indians did in the book freedom he was talking about how you know the i think it was the apache indians could move around and strike and they were like extremely hard to ever get put down they like made it to like the 1930s or 40s before they finally like submitted and so thought about the Patriot in that because he got his son back. He like wiped out the 20 to 30 military men to get his son back. And then the, the Thraki in Game of Thrones, you know, because they uh, they're like this horde that kind of like the Mongolians, how he was talking about the Mongolians fighting. Yeah, and that was like interesting. That. Yeah. Genghis Khan moving around and, and just fucking everybody so which is the dothraki even george r R. martin said like yeah i based the dothraki people off of the mongolians so what
0: what were your thoughts um i was kind of based off what you were just saying i'm kind of jumping around a lot but the the mongolian stuff and he he went into some sort of like almost dissertation about how normalized it is for guys to run in and like rape and pillage like that's just been like the normal situation monkeys do it we do it we go in we destroy people and then we mate with their women it's like just been this common like pattern throughout history and i was just like you know there's there's a part of me was like interesting but like is that freedom like what are we tying this to exactly? <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> what is the thesis of this book again <laughs> yeah like yeah. and it it seemed like there was parts of the book um in general i haven't read tribe but i wanted to ask you it seemed like okay this guy's talking about tribe stuff again
1: um what what was the
0: question like is he like did you in the tribe in the tribe book where you did you feel like he brought up a lot of the same kind of sentiments or because there was especially in the fight section when he was talking about like warfare warfare tactics and stuff it i didn't see the clear um but clear like logic to drawing that to the parallel uh, to freedom, freedom. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like okay is he kind of just like using like the scraps from the tribe book here or like what's that no uh, i see what you're saying but surprisingly no he doesn't really
1: mention uh, the hardships of war in the tribe book tribe was more or less about like sharing traumatic experiences with uh like other people and how that brings people together and you feel a sense of belonging in that. I see. I see. He, he never really got into uh, the dirty details of warfare. And now okay. that you mentioned the raping and pillaging, I'm not
0: quite sure what he was well, trying to say. There. I mean, he, he was he was trying to say that, like, there's no form of freedom that isn't fought for at some level mm. and so like that i understand like why he was going into it and he did make some connections i'm not giving him full credit here but also i was there was some times where i was just kind of like <laughs> yeah i don't know my girlfriend was in the car i'm driving and he's just like saying these things and you know i was like what's going what's he talking about here <laughs> babe it's freedom yeah. i promise <laughs> you know like uh, but yeah. uh no i mean he was he was talking about how that at every level there is you know you have to fight for freedom Um, so i understood that and you know i can understand all of our militaries are basically um, at some level even in communist societies it's so that they can have their own uh, sovereignty i guess and have their own version of freedom whether that's for the government system or for the people in their country so like i get it Um, and i did find it interesting Uh, i'm trying to think of some of the he didn't really go into a story, the memoir side of the fight. I think, yeah, he he didn't really.
1: I think in that section, there was some parts where he was getting shot at. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, that was another thing where I was like, <sighs> were you really getting shot at? probably i don't i don't know man i don't know uh
0: he was just saying you know being traveling on the railroad and people were shooting at him that's why i was kind of just like well have you seen the movie into the wild yes and you know when he's when he's trying to do the whole train thing and he gets his like ass kicked by one of the railroad security people Mm mm-hmm like the guy takes him down, he throws him and he beats the shit out of him. And he's like, if I see you again, like you're dead. This is the railroad. I, I just, just feel like there's a difference between beating up one single
1: person versus shooting at four or five <laughs> people.
0: No, but what I'm saying is that like <laughs> one railroad security over and it's illegal railroad yeah. security is no joke um and then two i guess like people along the railroads and kind of out in the boonies could be about that life i don't know but he tried to romanticize it and just be like it was easy and anytime you saw someone you just heard in the hid in the bushes and used your and binoculars. roll up a cigarette <laughs> yeah and i was just like dude this is not the 50s anyway um yeah he didn't really he didn't really get into any fights um so i was kind of just like okay um that's your side of it there but no, he went in he went into a lot of I guess it was a lot of like anthropology, like guys are more equipped to fight than girls, and this is what they do, and this these are some tactics in warfare. Um, and if that just
1: turned off any women listeners, just be aware the next chapter oh, is all he, about y'all.
0: So Yeah, he did Go have <laughs> he did have huge caveats to for women the whole yeah. time. In fact, it, yeah. it was it was basically more like there's no freedom without them because if it was just guys it would just be like a terrible terrible dark world (laughs) oh definitely
1: definitely it it wouldn't make a lot of sense there'd be a lot of warfare which brings up the question yeah i mean or it's not even the question what do you think about the idea of, of like if all women were presidents of their country there'd be no wars you, have you heard of that idea before? Yeah. And, then, and then the classic like comic joke is, yeah, y'all just all talk behind each other's back and stop um, importing and yeah. exporting goods for like 10 months without saying anything. Um, what do you think the world would be like if we had
0: women, all women if, were presidents? Man, all honestly, presidents like, women. put me in the hot seat, but it depends. <laughs> are, women, are women fighting or are the men still fighting? Well, so, I mean, he makes the argument that you know the
1: women are the thinkers and we need them in all of our groups because he even makes this claim that like it takes one police officer to disable 10 men which is probably more like four or three and it only takes one woman to disable 10 police officers and he's talking about that, that was a great quote by the way yeah and he was talking about that in regards to like um uh protesting and such But so, and I mean, we don't live in a world where I don't really see any like hot wars. I guess that's what the term you would use. I think it's going to be all cold wars from here on out. So, I mean, at this point
0: in the world, you know, what if I mean, we're moving presidents were women? We are having more female presidents and we are moving towards cyber warfare. So, I mean, cold, baby. I I definitely, you know, humans are humans, and I think that. I've, I mean, I've seen women fight on the street with their fists. So like, I, you know, I'm not saying they're more aggressive than guys, but like they're aggressive in other ways is what it is. You know, I think one people, one thing people don't think about is that like those people in power are sending people to fight, you know, and I'm not saying that doesn't weigh on their consciousness, but I mean, look at what Kamala did and like, she would put people through terrible situations when she was working in the criminal, Uh, side of things in California so it's like you know uh, to imagine that she would put people through war like I can imagine that yeah for sure oh definitely but (laughs) I'll leave that I'll leave it at that I'll leave it at that my Uh, mom my mom no I don't think so (laughs)
1: but uh, we'll leave it at like that until we fully move on to the last chapter but uh I did think a lot about um the Iraq war and how he he kind of brought it up like, yeah, we got our asses kicked. The U.S. got our asses kicked because we in the war against terrorism and we lost so many lives and stuff because there were small bands of guys that were just hitting and running our U.S. troops. You know, they were hiding in mountains that they knew and they were just hitting and running and we couldn't ever get a yeah. hold of them. And I mean, that's why it took so long for us to get. um. What's his face, Osama?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really, really uh, good point. And it's like, it's obvious when you think about it. I think there's a really like kind of common would you rather question where it's like, what is it? Would you rather fight a hundred horse-sized ducks or one duck-sized horse? No, no, no. Other way around. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Other way around. Would you rather fight one duck-sized duck sized horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses yeah something like that the, but the point is like would you rather fight like you know one big thing or one massive
1: army versus a bunch of broken up smaller yeah or armies.
0: lots of small things and he he points out very astutely that like no like and throughout history when there's been small cells and small fractions of armies they've withstood and he used That example, he used the Irish as a great example of these very highly passionate, small, organized um, groups that are really, really capable at defending things. Right. And I mean, it honestly, like reading that portion of it
1: kind of made me mad all over again about how many men and women and children, like even civilians that we lost over this war on terrorism, because we We should have known that we were gonna get our asses kicked. I mean, it happened in Vietnam, like that wasn't that long ago, where rice farmers were kicking us in the teeth, you know. And so it's just like it—it just—it makes me mad because I mean, obviously we see now that there was no um, WMDs. Uh, There, you know, it's kind of a farce why we went over there in the first place, and it cost a lot of lives. but are those
0: are those people fighting for freedom like in a way i guess in a way i guess they are you know um i would just say yeah the taliban's probably fighting for freedom they're probably
1: fighting for us to get out of there right i mean that's why they (laughs) they terrorized our country was so that we left them alone yeah because we had been in the
0: gulf for a long time right it just goes back to like you know america's ego our 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 want for resources you know kind of arrogance um wow. for sure I, I i'm not gonna act like a scholar on that though i'm not I, at all
1: was i acting like a scholar
0: no 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 you okay. did a great job okay i don't know i just feel
1: it's funny because the, the last book we read band of brothers i was like oh yeah we kind of need you know sometimes Hot, like hot war military presence to free oppressed people and i was like okay i can see why war is important and then i come to this book and i'm like maybe it's just you know me getting some confirmation bias but i'm just like yeah fuck why were we just fighting random groups of people in vietnam and in iraq for well, It's, for it's, what? Weird. it's <laughs> the
0: whole you'll see it and you're seeing it now with like cuba it's like people use our flag as like hey help us out you know like we want freedom we want democracy we want this you know and um it's it's weird how america picks and chooses and it's weird how we'll be like okay we'll help these people out because i don't think uh, it's weird i think it's
1: easily explainable and it's always by money it's by money it's money Because Haiti right now is also suffering because they just had their president assassinated and some people are calling for a U.S. military presence there. And it's like, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) same thing with Gaza and Israel. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's that weird. I think it's pretty obvious why some countries we choose to intervene and some countries we don't. Like, why the fuck are the Uyghurs still being oppressed oh, in China
0: money yeah for sure for sure um I don't know I didn't you mean bet. to say weird like I I know yeah, I, I realized that saying. after I just went on my rant my bad I didn't mean to just <laughs> <laughs> rant, no I knew what you. Bad. I knew what you meant um but yeah definitely yeah I think that's a it's a weird thing the military industrial complex uh what it does to nations and um it's it's a i don't want to say weird it's an unfortunate um kind of reality that we're in uh but i don't i don't know if i see it's not obvious to me that it's like better to like not intervene like i i think that when there's terrible things and we have like a a lot of agency and a lot of eyeballs on us you know it's kind of hard not to um That's that's a weird discussion to have, um, you know, whether or not I agree with it or uh, but it definitely means something um, towards freedom, either on uh, our side or on other sides, because, you know, we almost have to do things like that because these these nations could ultimately be a threat to us that, you know, whether those ideologies are very, very hateful and negative towards us or whether or not they have the capital and the resources to grow to an extent um, and then challenge us later down the road. So, I mean, I, I, I'm curious to, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and see if those are some of the discussions that they have when they make those decisions, you know? Yeah, yeah yeah you may, no
1: no <laughs> I, i'm i'm questioning whether i want to speak on china again because it's china it's, china ve- it's very billions. obvious it's very obvious to be like okay but we propped up china and they were always communist they were always oppressive to their people and we propped them up so for money so we could have cheaper shit yeah so it's and just like
0: look, I, well while we're on the topic of freedom um i've talked to Chinese people. And I've heard a range of things. Be careful uh, now. You might but, want to go back to China at some time in the
1: future. Don't say anything <laughs> too crazy.
0: I like China. Honestly, I do. But, um, you know, you get perspectives. There's definitely people who whisper when they're talking about their government. Like, I need to get out of here um, because of the surveillance and because of the things that, you know, the the sketchy things that they do with uh, with regards to privacy and family and the Uyghurs and, All of that stuff, for sure. And then there's people who are just like, you know, fuck it. I hit agree on the terms and conditions. I stand to make a ton of money here, and I don't worry about homelessness. I don't worry about mass shootings, you know. I don't worry about all these other types of things that you all worry about in your quote-unquote free country. And, like, I've had those conversations. And, honestly, there's strong points in those arguments, Um, you know. Ultimately, I don't think communism is a f- version of freedom, but in sc- in certain scales, um, people can find freedom in that cage. I guess you know, and uh, it's 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 fascinating uh, for sure to hear all these different perspectives and idea of freedom. I think it would go against uh, Sebastian's view of being more of like a wanderer, being in small units, and being you know with family and all that stuff but it is interesting for sure Mm -hmm. um and we'll
1: leave fight at that (laughs) (laughs) moving forward (laughs) so the last chapter was about uh thanking and this is where he really drove in the idea that we gotta have women in our groups because they're going to be able to negotiate they're going to have most likely better, uh, abilities
0: to socially intervene and yeah. And it's a strong reason to survive. Um, that was a, that was a big part of it. Um, at least for me when I was listening, I can't remember how much he explicitly said about this, But in my in my mind, I was like, man, like, why would anyone go to war unless they had like, you know, their mom, their sister, their girlfriend, their wife, their kids, you know, all that stuff that women are uh, bring to the table. Um, And they're the they're the future. Women are quite literally the future of any group of people. It made me think of this quote and, you know this is not controversial. I'm not being controversial, but like women will say, you know, women, we can do anything a guy can do. totally true uh, to some extents. I mean, but there's certain things you just can't do that guys could do. And I think uh, I saw an appropriate, I thought I saw this on Instagram or something. I can't remember, but it was an appropriate flip where it was like, no, women can do everything guys can't do. And yes. I was like, and I was like, that is a strong perspective to embrace. Like yes. all of the things that make you better Feminine. than this, make you women, Feminine. make you this. Like, those are the things to lean into and to really nurture. Cause all of this talk about women can do everything guys can do. It's like, even if you can, it's like, you don't do it as well. Like, you know, and <laughs> that, that's just, you know, that's just it. Um, yeah, So for sure. I think
1: exactly what you said. I think uh, male and females were a lot alike, probably, I don't know, 90, 95 percent the same people. But we should really celebrate and emphasize uh, that five to 10 percent that we are different from one another. Like we should really be promoting those ideas of like uh, women can do, you know, what a woman can do versus what we could do. Like that's what we should be promoting. That's what we should be glorifying, you know, and, yeah. and same that's way, right. the other way. And the things that women can't do that men can do, we should be glorifying those things as well. Like we should be really celebrating those types of things.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like that last chapter of the book uh really did that. Um, yeah. talking about how they 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 hold it down when guys are at war and they they, you know, give provide reasons and provide passion and provide all these things. Uh, to kind of sustain freedom as an ideal. Um, And I I can't remember some of the, he went he talked about more Native Americans in this section, didn't he? And And the women's role, or am I wrong? I want to say, I'm not sure if it was Native Americans, but he did tell a story.
1: I think it might've been, he went back to the Mongolians and Genghis Khan, how they would like completely wipe out a whole village, but just like destroy the men. I mean, wipe out a whole village. I mean, they wiped out all the men and then they took all the women and then bred with them. And then there'd be no more of that after, you know, a few generations, there'd be no more, th- more of that uh, yeah. race or ethnicity of people. And so you've lost kind of like your ethnic freedom, I guess you would say in that sense.
0: Yeah, it was. it was, that was kind of depressing to hear as a man. Yeah. just like oh my gosh can you imagine being in one of those villages or whatever and i mean even even with the women it's like they're just kind of like okay it's part of life you know like Uh, and then like three generations it's like no one's even mad about it and three generations is a long time but like still you know well i'm struggling here I'm, I'm trying to figure out um he had some more uh stories and points I'm he to... he
1: talked a lot about um we needed women to fight for our rights when it came to uh, like worker rights mm. back in the 40s and 50s and 30s like you know, when there was um, you know, when people were unionizing and fighting against uh, you know, big companies and manufacturers like setting the price for your labor and stuff. Was labor rights, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> women were like <laughs> women were like frontline warriors in that because like, yeah, it's so easy to have a group of protesters up against, you know, p- police officers, law enforcement. And if the protesters are all men, it's so easy for those law enforcement uh agents to just beat the shit out of them beat the shit out yeah. of the protesters but they're going to be a lot more hesitant to strike a woman yeah and they would be Man. able to like get through that hard exterior that's going to be on the other side with their brains and their communication
0: skills and their social skills their Did way you see like- that uh this is back in the protests last year in portland there was like a completely nude woman protester who like sat in the middle of the street and just like opened her legs up at a road blocking and just sat there. Did you see that? No. That's freedom. <laughs> <laughs> This is the newscast. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, dude, this is our last up. episode. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, no, look that up, dude. It's crazy. It's just this girl. She just walks straight out and sits in the middle of the street and just opens her leg, butt ass naked. Did she get her point across? I mean, where'd you find this? Was this on P Hub? Dude, this was all over the news. What? What news do you watch? i mean i just i follow a lot of twitter accounts i I follow reddit i do news on that kind of stuff but yeah
1: yeah to, did she get her point across did she succeed in whatever she was uh <laughs> did any of them <laughs> yeah yeah i guess the police aren't Portland was weird the... really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what
0: was their what was their place chad or chaz 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 and chad i was i was around there for the very kind of beginnings of that stuff and then i left um right right and and that was a situation where there were the, no women
1: to think about what the fuck they were actually doing well, so then mo- moms went out moms went out too yeah, no, a just bunch playing. yeah of, do you no, remember no, no, the no, moms? Just yeah yeah there was a lot of moms and their children i was just making a joke uh obviously didn't land uh but yeah i mean what would you say chaz or tad was freedom? I'm That's sure they was thought just they thinking. were fighting for freedom.
0: There, there is a very strange, uh, version of there's there's a whole group of people in Portland, anarchists, communists. They're not. They're like, they're more anarchist, honestly, but yeah. and it's it is this kind of like freedom that they aspire to, but what I I'm not so invested in it that it, like I can see the writing on the wall and like to me it just looks like you are just like it's almost cultish it's not anarchist it's like we've got these all these small vocabularies and sets of rules and ways to be and if you don't apply your, if you're not a part of it like you're one word out from being out and it's like a very strange anarchy yeah uh, that they have there But but like I've got a whole Google drive of from of shit people have sent me of (laughs) these zines and these pamphlets of like how to shoplift, how to how to start a fire with this and how to like blah, 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 blah. It's like all of these weird things that are left all around Seattle, Portland, um, places in Texas, El Paso, like all these places and people, they travel by the by the uh, by the railroads you know they they steal toilet paper and make homemade con- uh condoms and tampons it's very strange but, but i don't think it's freedom <laughs> i don't <laughs> think it's freedom yeah just yeah. cuz you hate the system doesn't mean like you know you're you, being you're, oppressed
1: yeah. yeah um okay so i'm i'm sure you and i probably have the same idea of freedom before before maybe not after but before I read this book, I thought that freedom was something like having personal and individual autonomy as long as it doesn't interfere with another person's autonomy. Right? That's yeah, what I, I mean, thought freedom was. Well, I mean, did you
0: what was your what did you think I was, of freedom? I was going more towards like a I guess like a poetic definition. Um and I always I I you know Nina Simone. Definition. Nina Simone, the she's a, a singer and pianist. She's dead. Um brilliant, brilliant. She's she's the one that's like, and I'm feeling good, dun dun. dun. That song. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, Nina Simone, brilliant. Um, she was in an interview once, and they she was like trying to define freedom because uh, she was a part of the whole civil rights stuff. And she was like, freedom to me is uh no fear. Um, and I really liked that definition of it, where it's like, if you have no fear ever, uh, that's a version of freedom. Uh for me, it would almost be like uh, I would I would like excitement. Like I feel free when I feel excited. Yeah. But that, that was my that's what I was thinking. I was like, you need.
1: At least a little fear every now and then to keep you on your toes, you know, keep you yeah.
0: driving, keep you motivated. Yeah, because like, you know, there's been, but fear in that deep. I get like, what she's saying. That yeah. dark, that dark, like uncontrolled fear part of your stomach. Yeah, maybe,
1: like maybe you could control fear by, you know, putting yourself in dangerous situ like, you know, not dangerous, but a little reckless situations yeah. like rock climbing like, or skydiving or something about, like that. But I think that's control the- fear.
0: I think about the freedom that I have, which is by all standards, the most free, probably, you know, I have all the freedoms I could have yet. I often don't feel free to chase my dreams or to do anything. But really what that is, is it's a, it's a, it's an analog of fear. I'm just scared to do it. I mean, and that's what it is. I'm just scared to go chase my dreams. I'm scared to go do that thing. I'm scared to say this thing where if I didn't have that fear then the freedom would naturally be there. So I I I really really like her definition of it. Uh mm. where, you know, it's just freedom to me is just free from fear because it's like as I stand right now, I'm pretty fucking free and it's the it's the fear of the you know, the money lost, the expectations, the how would people think, well, you know, all all of that stuff is what keeps me tied into whatever chains that I might have. Makes sense. We did, uh, yeah, that's, that's fair. No, that's don't fair. Char- um, don't charge me for this hour, okay? <laughs>
1: no, 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 that's fair. That's fair. Um, I guess the next question is Did your definition change
0: or adapt or get modified in any way after this book? Um, I'm still sticking to that definition. I kind of, I, I might have gone in there with some bias trying to, like, you know, make the things he said apply to my already preconceived definition sure i did i felt i felt like his i felt like the book in general was really really helpful for me to understand freedom in a societal context and like how Mm. people develop freedom and like you know one People are nomadic. They need to be small, and you need to be you need to be able to move. to you you're gonna have to defend it because people are gonna try and take what you have. And like, so there's the fight. And then the the third section is like you need a fucking reason, right, to do this stuff. And that's that's for longevity. So like, it felt more of uh less of an individualistic thing and more of like a tribal thing, which is why I had that question about like well, what do you think about this. Um, But yeah, so my definition for my personal life didn't change, but I definitely understand like, okay, this group of people is seeking freedom and they're doing it through, you know, these ways that I have a little bit more color and context for now. Definitely. Definitely agree. Everything you just said. Agreed. Do you think you'll read Tribe now? Um yeah i mean i've got a reading list that's just piling up dog that's uh, all you i do i mean if you ever mm. want to give it a go you know he's
1: a quick short to the point writer 130 yeah. pages i did like that. i
0: did like the writing style you know what after doing the audiobook on that i would i would enjoy doing the audiobook on tribe he's a good reader um and i always like it when the you know the authors read their own books
1: yeah. Also, if you want some more insight, maybe don't want to read or listen to the book, you could. Uh, he's got a couple of different podcasts that he. I think he does one with Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan. You can definitely get the cliff notes from those podcasts.
0: Yeah, I, um, I think I've
1: seen some of the Joe Rogan clips from from him. I'm sure you have. Um, yeah, he's he's a frequent guest. Um, what do you give this rating? What do you give this book? Ooh
0: i don't come up with the better i don't come up with the nice the okay i'll give it uh, four railroads out of five four railroads out of five um well it's weird because we're starting to build a system here of like we have historical data of ratings that we've given other books you know and so like it's hard to start like maybe we should start doing percentages I don't know. I like I don't I don't know about I the think, five star I think let's, system. Let's keep it super <laughs> informal. We don't have to remember everything and we could okay. be wrong and ch- we could change our mind at any moment. Sure. Uh four out of five? Yeah. I think I'm gonna probably go what what would two out of three be in a five point scale? <laughs> oh, uh, i'll go three, three out of five out of I guess. yeah three railroads out of five railroads yeah i i was i was really put off sometimes about um hit the memoir section uh oh actually I, yes actually let me change my rating to
1: 3.5 out of five yeah Be- because okay. because the his first um his first passage in the book like at the very beginning can you see that what does it say? It's a Bible verse that goes, as for humans, God tests them so they may know they are animals. Ecclesiastes 318, which it's an NIV version, which is kind of the modern day church version. But the KJ, KJV version, it does not call us animals. Like, I knew that was weird from the very, like, I was like, that's off. God doesn't think we're animals yeah and so that was at the very beginning of the book and it doesn't in the kjv version it's like a completely different verse um y'all can look this up yourselves ecclesiastes 318 but i was just really put off at the very beginning i was like this is yeah there was times, and that's that's a that's a time where he's like trying to fit his narrative you know
0: yeah and that's how i felt with the memoir sections is kind of just like you know it sounded a lot like I'm the bar, the guy at the bar trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. Did you ever, did
1: you think about Jack Karak's
0: Oh yeah, I did road, a lot. Road. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I that was a very influential book for me because I, I read it in high school. Did um, you think about that while reading this at all? Is what I was. Yeah, kind of- I did. And that's why I was talking about the beat generation earlier where I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. dude, this guy's trying to just like do a thing right now. And it's really like put off-putting. But I mean, lots of good points and, it, you know, lots of good stuff.
1: Informative
0: a little bit. And I I really I really enjoyed, you know, the kind of three pronged attack on on freedom.
1: Yeah, I think this book could be read by anybody that is interested on what freedom
0: is and should be and mean to a society. Yeah. And I think like anyone who's just interested in like anthropology um i thought i thought it was exciting from that perspective you know Mm -hmm. i hadn't read anything uh that kind of nourished that part of my brain in a while so that it was nice
1: right right well uh
0: levi what are we doing for next podcast i
1: think is this the 10th no this is the ninth is this our ninth or tenth uh
0: I think we're. Is this the Big
1: tenor? I don't know. This ain't the Tenner. Anyways, it- I'll, I'm gonna look it up real quick. What are we reading? That we're doing? Do you want to do a short story and then maybe a small book? And then we also have Dune coming up soon for y'all.
0: Yeah, I want to read some sci-fi. Um, I think it would be a safe bet. Let's let's get a couple numbers here for July so we do more than one. So let's let's go ahead and do some short stories. Let's get another podcast in. Do a short story next week
1: and then um. Uh, let's start on a book maybe
0: yeah i'll I'll talk to you off the pod
1: okay um well thank you guys for tuning in and listening if you've stuck around this long this is the dude cast
0: i am austin Dooley, and and i am levi higgs and it was nice talking to you all we're going to pause the recording in three two one